spending a lot of time preparing for what I was going to speak about this fall. Um, the whole subject of beauty was something that kept coming up to me over and over and over again. Because if I were to look at any one of you, I could say, oh, I would so much like to be her. And I bet if we were to take a survey about any of us that would like to switch bodies with somebody else or switch personalities with somebody else or switch giftings with somebody else in this room, that there would be a pretty high amount of us as women in this room that would want to switch places with somebody else. Because we look in the mirror and we see like that forensic drawing where I've been told that a helicopter can land on my chin. And this is something that I carried with. Like as a child, when you're told that you can land a helicopter on your chin, you pretty much believe what the other people say, right? It isn't something that you go, oh, I have the greatest smile. I have like really high cheekbones. Yeah, I understand that. But physically, if people say, make comments about you growing up and doing these things as a grown woman, there seems to be sometimes still a tainting from what's been spoken over you. Oh, look at your laugh is wrong or your the singing voice or your giftings are wrong or who your, your character is, what you look like, how you're too tall. There's something wrong with you, you know, and we take these things personally and carry them into adulthood and it's even harder as Christian women, isn't it? Isn't it even harder because not only do we need to look beautiful because every woman wants to look beautiful, but then we've got this other side of us that spiritually wants to look beautiful. Oh, I just want to reflect Jesus so bad and ugh, Yuck! Have you been around me lately? I'm sorry. I mean, anybody who knew me from my 20s, I apologize right now. Ah! Anything I said or did should be held against me. It's horrible. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Jesus, thank goodness, got a hold of me and brought me into a new... But there's still this working out that happens where we still have this yucky flesh that comes up. And we can't help it because we're not made perfect. We're not in heaven yet. So what is beautiful? How can we be beautiful if we take what the world has said that we need to fit into this image, that I need to be this tall and no taller in this shape, in this side as a woman? Am I womanly as I am today? Am I beautiful as I am today? I haven't thought so for so long. I've been my worst critic. And if we were to take, how many of us in this room, if we were to take an honest evaluation, we can look at ourselves, I don't like this about myself. We can be our worst critic. And what Shelby said about that MacGyver kind of faith, I think really has to play with what God is doing in, our, in how we see ourselves, in how we see other people. And I can see so much beauty in this room. And my hope is that by the end of today that you can start to see that beauty within yourself. So I want to talk to you about... <laughs> how hard it is to see beauty when we fail. <laughs> so I had this thing happen to me. I hate it when I fail people. I, I hate it. I hate it when I fail myself. I hate it when I fail other people. I have this thing where I, I, I um, do my best not to fail my kids, but you can't help it. Oh my gosh, they are like born stupid sometimes. I don't understand. It's like, how do you not know that? 
that is not okay. I mean, that is just, isn't that here somewhere? It's got to be in your head somewhere. But okay, so I'm at my mom's house, and my mom calls me up. Let's get the trampoline up today. Let's get the netting going. Let's get the, you know, the netting on the outside. So my husband, hey, I got a new one. It's new style, and it's got clips on the bottom. Great. It's going to go up easier. Wrong. Whoever invented this thing never tested it before they threw it on the market. These dimensions fit, but we're not going to try putting it together. We'll just let those schmucks try it. So I go to my mom's house, and I got seven kids running around. I got my kids. They brought a friend, all my brother's kids, and they're like, when is it going to be up? When is it going to be up? And I'm like, up there. I'm like, mom, if I break my neck, I'm going to die. My mom's sitting there heave-hoeing. We had to take the frame apart to get this thing to slip over the top of it. I'm pulling things off. My mom's hand is bleeding. Is it ready yet? Is it ready yet? Is it ready yet? Is it ready yet? Oh my gosh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Mommy's trying really hard. It's like 80 degrees outside. You can go play, okay? I mean, seriously, like trying to stay patient. For hours, I'm on top of that thing, circus music playing, give me my red squishy nose and I'd be complete, right? So I finally get one of them up on that side and then this other one and we're on our last one. And my, I swear, I was like, <laughs> so I'm pushing on this thing and my mom is trying to get it down and she's like, okay, and I'm like, mom, okay, in my mind, I'm thinking, I am gonna push as hard as I can on this thing because it needs to go out the bottom needs to go in so it will fit back in the thing so we can get it up. And I'm thinking, if I miss this thing, I'm going to fly off this trampoline and land flat on my face. So I'm like, okay, Lord, save my life. And with Shira power, I push the torn and it goes on. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And for like two minutes straight, I praise the Lord collapsed on this thing and the kids are like my turn my turn well we didn't tell them whose turn it was going to be first so they're like we wanted a turn and they're like oh for the love of god don't you want them the little ones to go first don't you want to serve others and everything i've poured into you since you were little you were 13 years old you know i mean i have trained you and i have trained you and i have trained you I have trained you every day of your life to choose the light side of the force and you're choosing the dark side. I do not understand this in my mind. So I'm frustrated. The kids are waiting and then I'm sweating. My poor mom is like, and so I go inside and I'm like, okay, I'm going to bless my mom. Mom, I'm really tired. I'm going to go in the house. I'm going to rest. Okay, honey, I'll watch the kids. We'll set the timer. So she takes care of the kids. I go inside, and I'm like, hee, 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 I'm going to clean the house. So I hurry up, and I do everything I possibly can before the kids come in. And I'm, like, exhausted by the time, but I felt really good. And I thought, okay, we're just going to go home now. Time to leave. And as I'm hugging my mom and I'm hugging my dad, I hear this noise from my truck because all the kids are waiting there for us to go. And this room goes like this. And he's dying. He is dying in the backseat of this truck. Now, we have a truck that you can't open the back door unless the front door opens because it swings like this, right? So what happened is Peter, my youngest, is in the front seat. All the kids, the rest of the ones, are in the back seat. And a bee comes in the truck and is staring in the face at my autistic little boy who hates every bug, every dog, every cat, anything that he could, anything that moves, he's afraid of it. Like, 
horribly. So he's screaming like he's dying in the back seat of the car. I'm up there hugging mom and dad, and I take off to the truck, and I'm, I open, and my son is still sitting there buckled. And I'm thinking, here, your, your brother is in the back seat. What is going on? Why? And I, I start screaming. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Open the door. Get him out of there. And I rip open the door and the buckle stair there and it catches him in the neck and I rip him out of the truck and I pull Sammy out and I'm like, oh my Sammy, it's okay. Mommy's got you. It's okay. Oh, oh, hysterical. And then I look at Peter and I'm like, what is wrong with you? And losing it on him. His eyes bulging, looking back like totally. Because I'm six feet tall already. When I'm mad, I'm like 12. What? are you doing? My poor children. My poor children. That is not like, okay, here we are over here. I'm like, I want to be this model, you know? Like, I want to reflect Jesus, and here I am losing it on him. Like, he knew. And so then I'm like, okay, Mom, I'm leaving now. Bye. So I go home, and I'm just like, go to your rooms. I don't want to be around you. I'm exhausted. I've given out my daily capacity today. Go. So they go, and they're like, upstairs. In the morning, I wake up. And so then I'm like, okay, it's a new day. I need time with Jesus. Because there ain't nothing that's going to, coffee is not going to fix this. Nothing is going to fix this without time with Jesus. So I'm going to go spend time with you, God. So I spent time with him, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm sorry, I totally don't want to do this. I hate that I do this. Please help me have peace. Help me redirect my children better. Help me have the mind of Christ. Help me have the words of Jesus. I do not want this that comes up, that just so naturally comes out. I don't want that. It's not pretty. So I get done spending time with him, and I no sooner get off the phone, I get this phone call. Where are you? I'm like, oh, oh, seriously? I thought we were supposed to be there too. Uh, No, we've been waiting 10 minutes. Oh my gosh, my son Sammy has a friendship club that is an autistic club for little kids. They're waiting 10 minutes already to go horseback riding. I'm half an hour away. Oh my gosh, are you seriously? I'll be there as soon as I can. I get off the phone. I'm in my jammies still. I'm like, Peter! As I'm running through the house, putting clothes on. Sean's like, what is going on? I'm like, I was supposed to be there 10 minutes ago. Start at 10 and not two. So then I get to the thing. I pick up... A friend, I get there, I walk in, and all of these little autistic kids, I'm like, the whole group is looking at me like, oh, we've wanted to ride the horse. That's the bad woman right there. Felt like horrible, horrible. And she walks in, she goes, where's your permission slips? Like, come on, give them to me. And I was like, permission slips? She goes, you're fired! She grabbed me, and I'm like, here's your money! And like escaping Alcatraz, I fill out this form, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's fire coming off my pen. I was trying to like, get me out of here. I give it to the lady, I leave, and I burst into tears. I'm like, oh, I am so ugly. I am failing myself, I'm failing my family, I'm failing other people, I'm failing the super sweet volunteers that give their whole morning, they're 40 minutes late because of me. All of this. So here I am over here, and I'm like this, up in the the stench of an open grave pit of garbage. (laughs) So I'm over there in my muck, and I'm feeling worthless. Absolutely, like my equity is zero right now. I would owe you money to spend time with me. That's how I felt. Like, 
worthless because what I do is garbage. And all of a sudden, this accusing, critical, eh, this is, I'm the worst mother ever. They'd be better off without me. I totally, I'm never going to show my face there again. They'd better, be better to not have me in that group. That poor lady, I better buy her a gift card. You know, all these thoughts came through my mind. How can I make right what I did wrong? So I had a hard time after that because our whole lives, when we are in this stench and we're stuck, now I see in my own life, and I don't know if you ladies are anything like me, I'm either here where I'm failing miserably and I can't get out, or I'm over here where I'm really striving hard. And God has really had to work a lot at me wanting to present this to the world. I have the world in my hand and I'm strong and I'm always happy. See? And I'm a Christian godly woman and I have it all together and my children all obey me and I have the most wonderful husband and the greatest life and it's really hard for me when I'm over here because I would much rather portray that to people because that to me is pretty somehow in my mind that when I'm up to here and I can barely breathe in my own dung pile, like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call people. I'm really going to go to women's group tonight. <laughs> no, because I feel like when I'm there, I can't have relationships. I don't deserve community with God. I don't, I don't feel like my beauty when I'm in that place is zero. And what, I, what God has been showing me is that a lot of what I feel, when we as women attribute our beauty to what we do, it's very much like, like a queen, the Queen of England. If she were to make a mistake, God was really showing me that if I was the Queen of England and I made a mistake, I would not take my crown off. I would not take my cloak off and just put it away and go, oh, I just can't do this. I totally don't reflect being a queen because I made a mistake. And yet that's what I do in my Christian walk all the time. I would say, oh, I just look at the garbage I put on that thing. I'm not stepping around people like that. And I would judge myself a lot about performance. And it would have a lot to do with if I felt acceptable before God, if I felt acceptable and beautiful toward people. And I feel like it's an epidemic almost, isn't it? In Christian circles where we have to perform or look a certain way. And I bet you anything, if I went around, you guys could say something that you see in me that is beautiful, like something. And I know if I spoke to each one of you, I would see beauty in you. Yet when I ask you, who do you look like or whatever, oh, I have this and I don't like this about myself, and oh, this flaw, and this and that. You know, we're so negative. God is showing me when I feel like I'm stuck in this place and everybody around me even can see it and smell it, that it's okay to reposition my crown and to stand tall and to say, I need a new robe of righteousness. And to have optimistic faith, like a MacGyver, kind of a thing to see, it's going to work out. We're going to figure this out, God. We're together. We're together in this. I'm not alone. I don't need to fix myself up for you. I am beautiful in my brokenness because that's what you died for. That's what you died for. I can't be good on my own. I can't do this on my own. I am going to lose it. And you know what? I will lose it probably until the day I die because we are human. And isn't, isn't performance, like the enemy, is, it's just like him when you blow it to go, ha, 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 you know, and point it out. And we're sitting here going, you're right. You're totally right. You're totally, I blew it. I totally stink as a mom or as a, a friend or as a person. I totally stink. And what God is trying to show us 
is how not to focus on what other people would say, not to focus on what the enemy would say, not to even be our own worst critic, but to be like MacGyver Faith and to be like, how are you going to get me out of this, God? I know you have a plan because you make things that are not into things that are. You bring beauty from ashes, and here's some ashes. Here's some junk. There's, there's like a dependency that's growing in our relationship with Jesus where it's not about us trying to fix ourselves. It's about God coming and meeting us where we're at, bringing us out of that place so that we can walk again. And then he gives us, brushes us off, gives us a new robe, and then we can be his daughters whether or not we fail. We are still royalty. So this summer when I went through not just that, two days of just failure, failure, um, there were other things that came up and I'm like hating myself and oh, I should know better or this is not very fun. I don't like looking at myself like this, but here it is, God. And um, I really was at this place over the whole summer where he was showing me beauty in things. And like, if I'm a woman, I want to be a beautiful woman. How it's in us to want to be beautiful and we compare ourselves to other people. You see how he rips us off? We compare ourselves physically and emotionally and spiritually, even gifts, like, oh, they have that and I don't. Or this is, oh, I wish I'm lacking somehow because I, could, I don't have that. And my, when I went down to the Mega Mall with my family for a one-day getaway, God was l- really there going, is that beautiful? And I was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen so much beauty in one place that was so varied. Have you ever just mall watched? Have you ever people watched? I've never done that before. And it was so fun to be able to go, wow, like, yeah, that's beautiful. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. He's like, oh, look at this beauty. Wow, that's beautiful. Look at that. Oh yeah, look at this, what I created. Oh my goodness, that is beautiful. And the variety that he loves. He does not like that cookie cutter thing. Because I'm always the before picture on the magazine. Do you ever notice that? Like, oh gosh, don't look at that. I hate being the before picture on the magazine. I hate that. But I always am. And it's like, okay, I could be better. I could physically, and how hard I, I really had to come to grips. Lord, if I was super rich, it would be hard for me not just to go under the knife and do all this stuff. It's tempting in this culture, in this society, to be so beautiful. As women, we want to be beautiful, and yet, oh, I got crow's feet, or, or I have this thing in here, and, and oh, this isn't what it should be, or this isn't, this is like, jeans don't ever fit me because this is wrong, and my legs are this, and you know, like we're so critical on ourselves. But God is like bringing us to a place of acceptance. So I started asking him, okay, God, if you want me to talk about beauty and about these things that you're showing me with wanting to be beautiful and all these things, what does beauty look like to you? And I asked him and I sat on it for months. I was praying about it. I'm like, I want something that is not specifically for me. I want it to be like, how do you see your bride? I don't understand and how often have you ever asked God, how does he see you? Have you ever thought about how he looks at you? And sometimes we think when we're over here sitting up to our nose in our own yuck that we stink to him and he's over there going, what is wrong with you? Get it together. How many times do we have to go over this? Like I have been with my kids. So sometimes in my mind, I've thought of God as my own, through my own frustrations. And... So tonight, I'm going to read what he gave me. I have printed this out if you'd like to take it home with you because it's got a lot in it. 
to be able to look at it and go, oh, wow, I never thought about this before. But I really would like us to have this openness to go, how do you see me, God? As a woman that you have created, how do you see me? Because when we have this identity and who he sees us as, it's not going to matter what the cosmopolitan has on the front cover. It's not going to matter what the Christian stereotype of a perfect mom and a perfect woman and a perfect should be in spiritually. It's not going to be about that. It's going to be about, okay, God, I know how you see me now. I know how you see me now. Let me accept it for myself. Let me have the identity that you wish for me to have so I can be content. So I can be content in what you've made me to be. And I was thinking that it would be good for us if we have time to just sit and be with God and receive from him and open our hearts to whatever he wants to do. Something that you can go home with and say, I got this from God tonight. I ate and was satisfied because he met me. Because I was starving in this area. And I've been kicking myself because I don't measure up and I don't like myself very much. But that we would have this ability to receive what he has for us tonight so that we can leave here different. Because like the woman in the video says, how we treat people will be different and how we treat our kids will be different. If we can find beauty in ourselves at our worst, we're gonna be able to love others at their worst. So I'd like you all to close your eyes. And Lord, I just ask that our hearts would be open today to receive this truly as something that, that would be life-changing for us, that we could see the beauty that's within ourselves apart from what we do, that who we are is not what we do. It is who you've made us to be. And that pass or fail, you love us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, has never been more true than when you think of it in terms of the creator God looking at the woman that he has created. I see my bride with shining eyes of delight. She is my chosen one, my inheritance, and my beloved. I long for her to see herself through my lens so she can be content in all I created her to be, not wanting to be someone she is not. I believe in her, and I never let her go. She is mine, and I love her. Beloved, believe it to be true, for it is. Grace allows me to see possibility in you that you cannot see for yourself. It also covers a multitude of sins, so you never need to worry about approaching me in honesty. Brokenness is beautiful to me because it shows humility, and humility looks to me to be the savior. Pride is a striving to fix oneself. I look at those with brokenness and delight in them because that is what I died for. So you would know me as the healer, the deliverer, the redeemer God, Jehovah Jireh, your provider, the counselor, faithful and true, one who never casts a shifting shadow, your steady rock, a fortress for you to run to, a shelter one who speaks be still to the storms of your life, your defender, your constant friend, the lifter of your head, giving you a spirit of joy, releasing you now from a spirit of heaviness. I am the Alpha and the Omega, so I see you differently than you see yourselves. 
And I desire you to come to me as I really am, and yourselves how I really see you, so becoming. I delight in your honesty before me and with others, for truth will set you free. Nothing can separate you from my love. I am the embodiment of love for you. Behold, I make my face to shine upon you. Receive from me, and we will restore beauty from ashes. We will recover what the locusts have eaten. We will bring life where there is death. Cooperate with me, and this will go quickly, as I have put a quickening spirit on the earth to beautify my bride and restore her to reflect me. Oh, the gift of my heart you are, made with so much love as I handcrafted you. It is a form of worship to be content in how I created you to be. The enemy wants you to focus on comparing yourselves to others. But I say, find the beauty I have created within you and be thankful for it. When you see it, you will be content. And remember how I see beauty is different than the way the world sees beauty and what I think is way more important than what worldly people think. So remember my shining eyes when you feel less than. Remember the scale that the world puts you on is defective, shallow, and empty of value. You measure up on my scale to be exactly what I intended you to be. Once you have a healthy regard and even love for yourself, you will start to see people of this world with the same grace-filled perspective, and the world is starving for that kind of love. The love of many has grown cold, but I have intended this to be a generation that receives my love owns it for themselves, and can freely give it to others on account of encountering the living God transforming the barren regions into lush places filled with delight. Believe my word to be true, for you will see it unfold before you, and all of those things that you have read about will become true for you. I will restore a double portion for your former misery. I will cause all things to work together for your good and my glory. I do have a plan and a purpose for your life to give you hope. And this is bigger than just you, beloved. There is a ripe harvest. And once you are beautified this way, you will be equipped to naturally draw people to my goodness, and others will be saved by the flames that would consume them because you are brave and you dare to believe. You are brave and you dare to receive from me. You are brave and you go against your feelings so you can walk by faith. I will honor your bravery to dare to trust me in all of these things. And you will see what beauty truly is because you will see as I see. <laughs>